Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plaster, and with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Dan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o. It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Good to see you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome back. This is episode number 250, and for the first time, what seems like ages, we're yeah. sat around the same table. Um, good to be uh, back, and this is... Uh, a real big one for us, it's uh, episode 250, normally we make a bit of a fuss about our milestone ones, but given that it's fallen at a pre-season and uh, there's so much to get through, we'll we'll do something special uh, in the not-too-distant future. But just want to take this moment just to say thank you to everybody who's listened to three of our tremendous interviews, if I say so myself, Dean Brill, not because we were great, just because the guests were absolutely brilliant, James Brophy and Jamie Turley, all three, uh, I think, have gone down really, really well. I think Jamie uh, Jamie Turley's one, I mean, he just tells it. Not that the others didn't, but I think he was a little bit more uh, raw and uncut in that, in a sense that of his thought process, and he's just going to tell it how it is, whereas the others, uh, Dean and um, James, were coming at it from a slightly different angle. Um, I, all three of them were absolutely tremendous, and we wish them all the very best in their future careers. They've been a credit... Uh, to the club. So this is going to be our final show of pre-season 2021. Uh, We're going to round up all the news since our last show, uh, which was on June the 27th. But as always, we start with the top of the show. A word about our sponsors. Yeah, so let's start in with our podcast sponsor for the third season in. Yeah. Third season running. AJF Plastering. Longest running sponsorship in our history. (laughs) Today, so AJF Plastering here for the third season. And hopefully, as you all know by now, they're an Essex-based plastering rendering company covering all aspects of domestic and commercial work, specialising in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is that they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff and our very own Bearded Legande recently took advantage of that offer mm. and was very, very highly satisfied. Oh, it looks fantastic. Just freshens up the whole outside of the house. Haven't got to touch it for 10 years. If it gets dirty, just jet wash it. And at the back of my house with a child... You know, things are going to happen, mud's going to come up again. Like, it's just perfect, it's brilliant, and it looks beautiful. Really so pleased with it, yeah. <laughs> Another very satisfied yeah. customer from AJF Plastering. So, if you're listening and thinking that you could do with any plastering and rendering, you can get hold of Adam and the boys in a multitude of ways. You can look at the website, which is www.ajfplastering.co.uk. If you want to email AJF Plastering, it's very easy to do so at ajfplastering.outlook.com and they're on all the social media channels that you want them to be on. So if you're on Facebook or Instagram, just search AJF Plastering. And if you're on Twitter, just search Big Ads with a Z, L-O-F-C, and you'll be able to contact Adam and the boys. So don't forget, 15% off. However, we do have sponsors this season. So Mr Levy... Yeah, just in case anybody wasn't aware, we are very, very, very delighted to welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast family a new sponsorship package that we've got, which is for Hero of the Week. So every week in the podcast, we end uh, on a positive and we mention who we think has been standout uh, in that week. It could be a two-game week. Um, It could be two weeks if we've not been able to record. Um, And we want to really welcome Carol Langley-Flores, the Chingford, welcoming Orient fan John McIntyre, his partner Tina, and all of the team at Carol Langley 
to us here into the Orient Outlook podcast family. As I say, Carol Langley are an established local business in Chingford, specialising in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events, from a simple thank you to a lavish wedding or event. They can absolutely help you, and there are lots of ways that you can get in touch with them. You can give them a call on 0208. 529-4130. You can email them, Carol Langley uh, uh, Florist at gmail.com and I should say it's Carol with an E on the end. Website is carollangley.co.uk. They're on Insta, Carol Langley Florist. You can, they're the same on Twitter, Carol Langley E4 or John's Twitter is Essex Biz and they're going to be doing some promotions with us throughout the coming season. So very, very excited to have John and the team at Carol Langley on board. Yeah, welcome to John. Look forward to seeing John soon down at Brisbane Road. And that's not all, as we also have a social media sponsor. So O's fan Charlie Paul and his team from town and country, Hertfordshire and Essex Estate Agents are our social media sponsors. So we're very, very happy to have them on board. They are a very highly successful estate agency who don't just sell houses, they also change lives. They've got loads of years experience. They've put together a strong knowledge of unique sales and marketing techniques that get results. So Charlie is an O's fan as well. He sits in the West Stand. So if you're interested in getting a house or putting your house on the market, you can get hold of Charlie and the team on 07528 471 497 or if you'd rather email the team you can email charlie at charlie at town and country property sales.co.uk and also charlie's on twitter as well as town and country so you can find them at charlie underscore paul which is charlie's twitter handle and at hertz town h-e-r-t-s-t-o-w-n for all your estate agency needs so we welcome both carol langley uh, and Charlie and his team, but also we still have one opportunity left for sponsorship. Yeah, we do. We have our Prediction League sponsorship. So anyone looking for some amazing exposures to thousands of people every week, and sometimes twice a week when there's two games uh, in a week, then get in touch with us. We have uh, some amazing successes last season with yeah. the reach of that particular podcast, uh, that particular tweet. Sorry. So do get in touch. And I think what's what's fundamental about the two um, new sponsors that we've got number one they're both Orient fans number two obviously with their own businesses but number three they don't just cater for a specific area so if you're around the country obviously international is going to be a bit difficult but if you're around the country John can send flowers Um, um, Charlie's team around London can help you um, East London, Essex, Hertfordshire, around the home counties, he's going to be able to help. So uh, two tried and trusted and reliable uh, sponsors that we've got there. That's what we like to see. Yeah, really happy with that. So it gives me great pleasure, and we've not done this in about a year and a half. We finally welcome back the supporters club update. So the season starts next week. With that comes a few away fixtures. As it stands, fans can go to the ground so we are very happy to be able to bring you the latest supporters club update which Mr Levy is going to deliver which starts off with an amazing deal uh, to get to Salford so Mr Levy yeah you want to give us the deets on that yeah absolutely so uh, Salford City on the 7th of August that's this coming Saturday as we record today is a flat fair of £25. Child fares are available on request, departing from the supporters club at 8.30. That £25 is an absolute bargain. If you're going to train that, 
it's probably going to be best part of a one I don't think you can because the trains are up the spout. Well, a few people that's... have said that, but then a few people have tweeted saying there's just one train that will get you there and back. But however, even if that is the case, 25 quid for a return to Salford. Yeah, that's decent to be fair, isn't it? That's really decent. Let, let's be honest. They're then going to Carlisle two weeks later. That is 40 quid. Concessions are £37. Child fares are available on request. That's going to leave earlier. That's leaving at half seven on that tw- on that uh, Saturday the 21st. They're going to not- uh, Newport County on the 4th of September. Adult costs are £30. Concessions are 27 They're departing from the supporters club at half past eight. And Bristol Rovers on September the 18th is £28. Concessions are 25 Again, departing from the Orient supporters club at 8.30 all fares stated apply to members of the supporters club for non-members there is a surcharge of £3 and you can get in touch with the supporters and book yourself on by calling 07722 that's 07722 I can imagine them coaches being pretty full this season given we've been without away football yeah. for a year yeah, and you know, I can't wait to go back in the supporters club, see a few friendly faces, yeah. have a nice pint or two before or after a match. So lovely to have supporters club back open, doing their trips. That's four very hard uh, away games to start really the season. Hard. Salford, Carlisle, Newport, Bristol Rovers. But you know, it's going to be a difficult season and hopefully a successful one. So let's talk about the, the pre-season that was. So Paul said the last podcast went out on Sunday the 27th of June. So let's start with the recently renamed Happy Monday, yeah. 28th of June, the start of pre-season. And the club confirmed the final fixture in the pre-season calendar, or the final one to be confirmed, was against Tottenham Hotspur in the J3 Trophy in memory of our late manager Justin Edinburgh taking place at Brisbane Road on Saturday the 17th of July with a 3pm kickoff. Yeah, the club also announced our fifth signing of the summer as Aaron Drinnen joined the O's from Ipswich for an undisclosed fee on a two-year contract. Aaron said it comes, sorry, it seems a great place to be and I want to come here, score goals and help the team play well, which is standard, standard new <laughs> signing. There must be a cut in a, there must be like a handbook from the PFA or something, things to say that are good uh, when you sign. Um, my views on this, he's been out on loan a lot over the last three years while under contract at Ipswich, so I hope he settles in well with us. I hope he finds his scoring boots. He played against us, got booked in our 1-0 loss at home uh, on the 29th of September oh, wow. 2018. Good spot. He didn't score that goal. Good spot. That was against Sutton, wasn't it? Yeah, good spot. For me, not a player I'm familiar with, I've got no. to be honest, but... Um, as yeah. always, given my full support, and a lot of these players, and we'll come on to it at the end of the podcast, I haven't heard of any of the players that we've signed. I've never seen him play. I've never seen him play it's, under Kenny Jackson. It's a recurring so, theme here. Yeah, so I can't turn yeah. around and say, well, he's not very good because I haven't seen him play. But as always, I'll give him my full support. Good age, fairly decent experience for someone as young as that. So fingers crossed he settles in quickly and fingers crossed he hits the ground running that's all we can say really yeah no absolutely I think it, I think. I mean we're going to go on to say it so I don't want to really preempt uh, later future comments but I think we can only judge on paper and it's harsh to do that yeah, because it might not have worked in a system that worked for them at that club so yeah I think I think there is an underwhelming element to some of the signings but like you say it's got to be based you've got can't form an opinion on someone or something you haven't seen in a system that we don't know Yeah. Um, at the moment. We had a number of tweets come in on this one. Uh, we've got a few here. Steve LOFC came in on Twitter. He said, we could well... he Well, 
we could well be the perfect fit for him. Not bothered about his previous records. It's what happens from now on that counts. I trust those you, uh, who get paid to bring the players to the club. I personally thought Harry Kane was championship standard at best during his spell with us, but he's done okay. I have to say, I didn't think Harry Kane was that great with us either. <laughs> I don't think anyone was sitting there going, "This is a future England captain." Never going to become like, you know, and a bit of a, a bit of a ledge, but. Orient underscore Ed tweeted us. Orient Ed, I look forward to seeing you in the South yes. very soon. Look forward to you leaving on the 40th minute to go and get your well-earned pint. He tweeted us, said, poor goal-scoring record for a striker, but hearing he always gives 110% is good for me. Have to bear in mind, he has not been to League 2 before, so he deserves a chance, and I will certainly give him that. Leighton's finest 73. said, if I remember, Macaulay Bond didn't have a great scoring record when Leighton Orient signed him, and look what happened. We shouldn't we all get behind the player instead of running the poor guy down? Spot on. Yeah. Like that one. Tony W-I-L 490-696-76 said another young Irishman with bags of pace and a great work ethic. Him and Smith should be a handful for most defences. I think the next forward signing will be the most important. A proven goal scorer. We'll hang fire, Tony. We'll tell you about that very shortly. Naked Footy, which is an Ipswich account. Difficult to judge uh, Aaron Drinnen as he was never a regular first teamer whilst at Ipswich. A consistent run in the first team and he could well prove an excellent signing. Regardless, he'll give you 100%, and I'm not sure most Ipswich Town fans... Oh, no, I'm sorry, sure. I'm sure most Ipswich Town fans wish him all the best at Leighton Orient. Sorry, my reading's really off to... I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done this for a month, so... A bit rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Always good when a fan, fan account, account from, a, from his previous club, club at that point says... Yeah. You've got a decent player there. Yeah. So we'll see. Fingers crossed it works out. Thursday, the 1st of July, then the club announced that our first round Carabao Cup tie against QPR is going to be shown live on Sky Sports on Wednesday, the 11th of August. So looking very forward to that one. I hope to be Snap. at the ground and not watching that on Sky Sports. I hope that is me in the South Stand singing along. And uh, we'll come to it later saying hello to uh, Omos' Odebacho. Yeah, absolutely. Sunday the 4th of July then, the club confirmed defender Omar Beckles had joined up with Grenada national team as they headed to the CONCAF Gold Cup where they lost all three of their games against Honduras, Qatar and Panama. Yeah, so unlucky there to Omar, but he's back, he's not injured and he's played some good, decent games there. So welcome back Omar. And also on the Sunday, the club held its memorial day at Brisbane Road to remember fans who have been passed away over the last 16 months or so. So a lovely gesture there from the club. Well played, everyone at the club, for getting that sorted. Yeah, Tuesday the 6th of July then as we move on. Our first pre-season game took place against Dundee FC. Our team lined up as follows for the first 60 minutes. We had Sam Sargent in goal, Kiprianu, Prattley, Happy, Wood, Clay, Young, Cissé, Sitoriu, Drinnen and Smith. Yeah, also worth noting, XO Adam Legends. Remember, I do. remember him? Fantastic wow. beard. Great beard, very handsome chap. Uh, he was in goal for Dundee and also, along with ex-Premier League midfielder Charlie Adam. I think he had a great season last season from Dundee, if I, my Scottish football knowledge is decent. Dundee took the lead basically in the fifth minute through McGowan. That's how the score stayed until half-time. Dundee made it 2-0 in the 46th minute through Jakobiak and added a third in the 49th minute through Ashcroft. Jakobiak, that's a name that rings a bell because it's unusual. That sounds like he was in Prem or Championship, Yakubiak. Maybe. 
Um, final 30 minutes then, Burn. Uh, so the, the Kenny Jacket made a number of substitutions uh, with Burning Goal, Kwachi, Nkrumah, Tanga, Soji, Eaton, Young, Papadopoulos, Sweeney, Ogie and Kiprianu, who was made captain for the for the final 30 minutes. Yeah, good experience there for Hector. Yeah. There were no further goals to talk about as Dundee saw the game out to win 3-0 in Kenny Jacket's first game in charge of the O's. In this podcast, we're obviously not going to go into too much depth about the pre-season fixtures, A, because there's so many, and B, because that Dundee game feels like ages ago. What I will say is, though, there were no away fans meant to be in that ground. We know some of you were there. We had a few DMs from some of you <laughs> sneaky, sneaky lot getting down there. I don't know how there. you did it, but kudos. <laughs> but what I will say is the amount of people that suddenly became experts at Leighton Orient players that they know nothing about against the team who are literally about to start their season well, a couple of weeks they, ago. They've been in training for longer yeah. and they're a they're Scottish a Premiership side. team, aren't they? Right. They got promoted last season and they've got Charlie Adam and a few probably other better players in right. their ranks. So that was everyone's always... getting like crazy about how we've lost this and how this isn't right. and Everyone's getting all like technical about it. It's like, it's a pre-season game. It's our first one. It's like, chill out. I think fans will always be fans. I think it's quite um, <laughs> interesting. I think they played West Ham two days after. And the West Ham team was pretty strong. It had like Bowen and Antonio, and, and that game finished two all. And Dundee were two up in that one, and West Ham pulled them back. So Dundee aren't a bad side. I mean, I was. But it pre- is just pre seasons. It's not for me. When I was younger, it was all about the result. Now, when you're actually reflecting on how a pre season works, as long as the players don't get injured, correct, and get a few minutes in the tanks and get to know how Kenny works, for me, I don't. That result exactly is it. not the be one. It's end not. At all. It really isn't. Yes, you'd like your strikers scoring goals in pre-season. It gives them the confidence coming into the season. That's the only psychological point about it, to have a good pre-season to win games. But at the end of the day, this if they have a brilliant pre-season but then start the season badly, what, what, yeah, exactly. what good is that? Yeah, exactly. I've seen us have a good pre-season and then have a terrible season. And likewise, I've seen us have a bad pre-season and then have a fairly okay season. So... It, it, people read far too much into it. In the evening, uh, this is still on uh, Tuesday the 6th of July. In the evening, we interviewed former left-sided maestro James Brophy. And as we mentioned earlier, his interview is on all podcast apps and platforms right now. So go and check it out. Yeah, so we recorded that. That finished at about 10-ish. We're all happy to you know press the button on that to publish, ready to go to bed. However... The night wasn't over. It was nope. Very, very shortly after, there was a late announcement from the club as they announced that keeper Lawrence Vigaru had signed a new two-year contract at the O's. Lawrence went on to say, I know it took a bit longer than I would have hoped for, but we got there in the end and I'm happy and really looking forward to the season ahead. I spoke to the manager and he's a very determined man and I was really happy with the conversations we had and he made the decision up for me. In the end, I pretty much know what you're going to say, or in my head, I pretty much would expect you to be very happy with this. So, Mr. Levy, yeah, no, absolutely. Your on that one. I mean, as I said, and I'll be consistent about it, I, I would have been happy if all of last season's out of contract players left and didn't re sign. I would have been quite happy to just clear the decks and start afresh. Lawrence Vigaru is too good for League Two. So, the fact that we've managed to secure him, what for whatever reasons, whether. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But for whatever reason, he's a, a Leighton Orient player for another couple of seasons. And I think that's fantastic for us. I think even though he had wobbles at times, he was still arguably, in my opinion, our most consistent player. So for me, I'm absolutely I'm, I'm happy that he's staying with us. And, and I think we've probably got one of, if not the best goalkeeper in the league. 
Oh, no doubt. Best keeper in League 2 now. Yeah. For me, him and the Salford keeper from last season were the best two, and the Salford keeper's gone to Ipswich. So, i got to be honest, I was gobsmacked when that came through. So, we obviously asked Brophy the question, and he did have a cheeky smile when he was giving us the answer when we were talking about Vigaru, and I thought, oh, maybe he knows more than he's letting on. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't believe it, really. I was so, In my head, I was certain he didn't end up at a League 1 club. Yeah, but I agree. Think it wasn't. It was a no-brainer. It was already... It wasn't... It wasn't a case of, well, maybe we can keep him. It was he's gone. Who's going to come in as a keeper? Obviously, lots of rumours were going around. So I was absolutely flabbergasted that he's staying, but a big relief, but also a massive sign of intent that we've been able to keep our best yeah. performer from last season. You know, we've seen the Brophys go and the Wilkinsons go and the Danny Johnsons go, and that's got a lot of negativity, as you would expect, because they were decent players at League Two level. But for me, if you could only keep one out of Vigaru, Johnson, Brophy, or um, Wilkinson, based on last season's performances, I would have kept Vigaru if I would have had a choice. So happy with that. As you can imagine, loads of tweets coming. We're only going to mention a few. Uh, Wadsy said, Well, where did that come from? I was convinced he'd gone. Well done to the club for showing the ambition to talk him around. This is excellent news. Yeah, Essex Biz says, Huge. A top draw keeper who will keep help us to get to League One. Glad to have him. For another two years, um, yeah, interesting. Really good that we've we've, yeah. we've got him. Really pleased about that. Um, I was going to say something else, but I've completely forgotten what I was going to say now. So let's move on. Let's move on. And so the signings didn't stop there. Wednesday, seventh of July, the day after the club. Ah, that was what I was going to say. It's a bit of an odd time to announce a new signing, though. It was very late in the evening. I think they waited until our James Brophy interview was published. I think they let us get our Brophy interview out to make sure we didn't uh, spill the beans. And then drown it. <laughs> Thank you, gents. So the club <laughs> announced in the, their sixth signing of the summer, the, the news that striker Harry Smith has joined for an undisclosed deal from Northampton Town on a two-year contract. So Harry said, as soon as I heard the interest from the Leighton Orient and the manager, I knew it was the place I wanted to play football. I met with Kenny for a chat and straight away I knew the club's ambitions. That's one thing and that's promotion. I've been involved in a couple of clubs and there's no better feeling so hopefully this season we can achieve that so another sign in Um, again I don't know about him I've never heard of him if I'm honest like he's not a player who I'm familiar with Um, if he's good enough for Kenny then he's good enough for me seems like a bit of a different player from Smith with a Y Uh who seems like technical and fast and skillful this Smith seems like a bit of a tall horrible bugger to play against who's going to get Scrappy and nick goals with his head or off the back of his arse or, or whatever. So, and that Harold replacement, yeah, possibly. So, di- a different option. So, again, I haven't seen the guy play, so I can't be saying he's rubbish or he's great. Mm. But again, if, if Kenny signed him and done his work and he's won a promotion with Northampton out of this league two years ago, then I gotta say, yeah, wicked. It's another, it's another decent signing, yeah. Other than stats, you can't, the, other than the stats that you can see online. Like I'm not aware of him either, so we're kind of making judgments based on, like I said earlier, on things yeah. that we've 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 not seen, and you don't know how things work out. But like I said, he's you know he's experienced promotions uh, before, certainly fits the target man role. Um, but I can only judge once I've seen him play for us, and um, you know, our, our, looking at the rest of the strike force, there isn't a lot of goals on paper from previous seasons. Now, don't get me wrong, we're not going to go out and sign the Harry Kane of League Two or or. or League One, they're just not going to come to us. No, they got Wrexham and uh, sign for. Uh... <laughs> I don't know how they've managed to pull that off. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how they pulled that off. That is an amazing signing. Um, 
but yeah, um, you know, it is what it is, and, and you just hope that with this style and pattern of play that Kenny Jackett will implore on the team, that it will work out and we've uncovered another couple of Macaulay Bonds. Well, it's another option, isn't it? I guess if you if you if he's on the bench and you have no luck trying to play neat football or yeah, or, or to feet football, you can yeah. whack him on and you can long ball it, and then you know it gives you an option to if he starts to take him off and then and then switch switch round. So yeah. you know a few tweets on the back of this Matty LOFC Evans. Mm-hmm. So he's a proper lump up front, which is what we've needed for a while, but. Scoring record isn't that great. I trust Kenny on this one, but we need a proper sniper in front of goal as well. Pandemonium1881 said, don't know enough about him like most, because let's face it, most O's will have never really seen him play. Ratio of one in five at professional level and only 100 games so far, so it's a gamble. But as stated before, most signings, particularly strikers, are a gamble at this level. Yeah, good Fair point. Comment. Steve, yeah. the F1, said, so we're going to have the Smiths up front. <laughs> and then, if you know your music, this is a very, very uh, <laughs> apt line. Went on to say, heaven knows I'm miserable now, which is a, a lyric or some title by the Smiths. Band, the Smiths. So very clever there, Steve. Very good. That one would have completely gone over my head. Uh, Patrick One Flood said, We all needed a target man up front, and with a name like Harry, say no more. See what you did there, Patrick. Very nice. Very good. And also on this day, 100 years ago to the day, Irvan Coleman was born. Well, who is he? And why we mention it? Good question. Well, he is the guy who actually wrote Tijuana Taxi, the legendary song that we open with and that the O's come out to as well. So credit to Davis Watson who posted this fact on his social media. Well done to Mr. Levy for spotting that one. Love that. Didn't know that. You know Herb Albert plays it, but it was a guy called Irvin Coleman. Yeah. So credit there to Davis. Friday the 9th of July then, Dagenham and Redbridge announced that defender Sam Ling has rejoined them following his contract expiration with us. And we wish Sam all the very best there. Yeah, I think he'll go and do very well there as he's got away from you know working under the tag of being the director of football. So it wouldn't surprise me if he has an excellent season. So yeah, yeah, best of luck to Sam. So Monday, 12th of July, and it wasn't only the men's team who were busy building for the upcoming season, as the ladies' team announced a few signings as they announced Stephanie Harrow, Bianca Karadi and Jess Hilsden as new signings. So we look forward to seeing how the ladies progress throughout the season. We do. Tuesday the 13th of July then, our first pre-season home game was against West Ham United. Team lined up with Lawrence Figueroa in goal, Kiprianu, Happy, Ogie, Wood, Prattley, Clay, Nakruma, Kemp, Smith and Drinnen. Substitutes for this one were Sergeant Hodson, Sweeney, Cissé, Hobbs, Clark, Young, Papadopoulos and Satoru. Yeah, so according to the official team sheet, there were three players who had signed short-term deals who were featured on the bench. So Lee Hodson, uh, who is a defender, Lewis Hobbs, who is a right back and a winger, and Josh Clark, who also plays a right back and can play on the wing. Interestingly, Cissé, after the Dundee game, already on the bench. Now, I know it's pre-season and you tinker, but Cissé obviously played an hour against Dundee and already on the bench mm. read into that what you will like we said at the top we're not going to go into too much detail on these matches it was a pretty decent game from what I can remember um, quite open both keepers making a few decent saves Sargent made two very good saves yeah. um, from Antonio as the game finished nil-nil but good to see again more minutes for some of these players and, yeah. and subs you so you know so we and West Ham bought a couple of first choice players and David Moyes I think was there as well so you know they took it seriously they wanted to get minutes in their players legs they've got a few off at the world at the um, at the Euros as yeah. well and other international tournaments that were taking place so credit to them for bringing 
some of their more experienced players down. We had a few tweets came in after this one. At underscore Shivan Pathak said, big fan of our wingers, Daniel Nkrumah and Paul Smith with the Y. Uh, Dean Cox regen perhaps, uh, but a general top shift from all the squad against the West Ham side with plenty of proven talent of its own. Yeah, good tweet yeah. there. Shivan, Orient Meat Pie said, maybe it's just me, but I think we look really fit for this stage of pre-season. High press, closing down quickly, playing some nice football, lacking quality in the final third is the only bit that's missing, but defensively, we look good. Yep, Alpha 2 underscore O underscore Mega said, well that was £5 well spent, excellent performance from the O's, solid in defence and comfortable in possession. Some brilliant individual performances plus two great saves by Sargent. Very good game to watch. And our podcast sponsor Big Ads LFC was there and he tweeted us to say, great to be back in the ground tonight. Easy entry and exit with no ag, which some were concerned about. Decent game, I like the look of Smith and I thought that Hector and Shadrach were outstanding but as a whole... Everyone had a solid game. So it's important, you know, we said pre-season is all about fitness as well, but it's good not to lose. And I think when we played West Ham last season in pre-season, I think we lost 3-1 or or 2-0. I think they batted us. So good to see that we played, you know, a stronger West Ham team and have got a 0-0 out of it. And that will do a wonder for the confidence of some of the players. The fact you're playing West Ham and you haven't lost, regardless of whether Mm. it's their starting eleven or just a few players who you would have heard from. So, yeah, it seemed like the tweets for that one were very positive. Yeah, absolutely. So, moving on then to Wednesday the 14th of July, and happy 7th birthday to us, to our podcast. Yeah, amazing. Amazing to see so many tweets and messages come in. And Mm. again, you know, we've made some great friends out of the podcast, but also a lot of people who we only know via social media also wish us a happy birthday. And it's very personal, isn't it? And... Yeah, it's lovely to hear, so thanks to everyone who wished us a happy birthday. Um, so sadly, on that day, it was also reported that XO's striker Dave Dunmore, who was a part of the 1961-62 promotion winning season to the first division, had sadly passed away. So rest in peace to Dave and condolences to his friends and family. Absolutely. Uh, the dates for the Orient group games in the EFL Trophy were announced as follows. There's some dates for your diaries in case you missed it. We're playing the Southampton side at home on Tuesday the 14th of September. That's obviously their academy, uh, so it's probably their under-23s. We've got Crawley Town away on Tuesday the 5th of October, and we've got Charlton at home on Tuesday the 9th of November. Yeah, so dates for your diaries, as Paul said. So moving on into Thursday, the 15th of July. It was a happy 55th birthday to O's director of football, Martin Link. Happy birthday, Martin. Yeah, and we were delighted to interview XO's defender, Jamie Turley, in the evening. This is available to listen to on all your listening platforms, and if you haven't done so already, go check it out. Sorry about some of the sound quality there. We lost, I think it was my internet that was playing up for... The first time in in quite a while, so sorry for anyone with sound difficulty or, or or the enjoyment of that one. Yeah, I thought you know I thought it was as good as it can be. Sometimes Wi-Fi lets you down. Obviously, you know we're not in the same room uh, with these players at this point in time. But I thought the sound was alright. Actually, yeah. it wasn't as bad as what I thought it would have been. So Saturday, the seventeenth of July, another birthday. Happy birthday to recent O signing Connor Wood. Yeah, the O's were in action as we welcomed the Tot- Tottenham Hotspur to Brisbane Road to compete for the JE Three Trophy in Nuno's first game in charge for the visitors our side lined up with Vigoru in goal Wood, Ogie, Happy and Clay Kiprianu, Prattley, Nakruma, Kemp, Smith and Drinnen with substitutes of Phillips, Hodson Sweeney, Cissé, Hobbs Clark, Tanga, Young, Papadopoulos and Satoriu. Yes that meant that the O's named an unchanged starting 11 from the side who started against West Ham before the match the team's 
fans observed a minute's applause for Dave Dunmore, who played for both clubs. Oh, that's a good shout. In a pretty decent match, Dane Scarlett's first half goal was cancelled out by a great solo effort from sub Royal Satoru as the spoils were shared in the JE3 trophy as the match ended one on. Yeah, another good result there. Um, that Tottenham team in the first half was very strong. We had players like... Winks, Dyer. Dyer, Winks, uh, Mora, Delhi. You know, Joe Hart, Joe Hart, and Hart. So yeah. that wasn't that wasn't Jeff attack Jeff, uh, uh, the defender, Jeff uh, Tangana or something like that. Oh, possibly He's played in the Premier League. I think maybe possibly. Well. I can't so remember. you know, they did play a, a different team in the second half, much younger. But I thought the team who who we played against in the first half done done really well and gave great count of themselves. And Satoru scoring for the first time in God knows how many months, even though it's a pre-season friendly, again, would do him the world of good. And it was a good goal as well. So, yeah. well done, Mr. Satiriou. So, a few tweets after this one. Orient Fan TV said, yet another good performance against a strong Spurs side, especially the side they had in the first half. We look quite strong at the back and some good individual performances going forward. Looks promising. Yeah, Casey Adams, LOFC, said, Smith, Ogie, Clay, Wood, Hector, the captain, so many others included. What a performance, what a squad we have. Percy wasn't impressed with the striker, but it's only pre-season. Best I've seen an Orient team play in over two years. Wow. What a statement. Well, what a statement, Casey. Hold you to that one at the end of the season. So Monday, 19th of July, another signing for the clubs. We announced that 25-year-old right-back Tom James had signed on a one-year deal from Hibernian. Tom said, I'm a right-back, I like to get forward, and I like to get assists and goals along the way. I like that one. Paul, yeah. what are your views on, uh, on, on Tommy James? Not, not another... Uh, sorry, another one that I'm really not that familiar with. Uh, great that he's played higher up the Football League pyramid. I think that experience will come uh, in, in very, very handy. But only on a one-year deal. Uh, there's a lot of one-year deals being offered out and a lot of players taking them. What I don't understand necessarily think, why that is. Kenny's on a one-year deal as well, isn't he? I think... Is that not rolling? Not sure. I think... Tom, if I remember rightly, is the uh, even though he signed from Hibernian, I think he was on, at Wigan for most of last season. And on loan, they showed mm. quite a few um, goals that he took, quite a few screamers as well. He can take a mean free kick. Um, Twenty-five, decent yeah, age, decent age, decent Very age, decent, good yeah. experience. Played at Hibs, played at Wigan. I think he's probably played at a few other clubs we haven't mentioned. Again, fingers crossed. You know, he's here to play first team football in decent level. So. Yeah, not a bad signing at all. Gab Sutton, our friend uh, who knows quite a lot about most teams in the Football League, tweeted us, said, steady, dependable right back, not the quickest, but capable of a good vertical pass down the line for somebody like Paul Smith to chase. So Good knowledge. Very good, very happy with that one. See what happens. Yeah, so let's move on then. Friday the 23rd of July, happy birthday to a friend of our show, or this show, Jay Gilbert, hope you had a great day, mate. Yeah, happy birthday, Jay. I've not seen you in Loughton Morrison's in a long time, so I uh, <laughs> hope to see you soon. So, also on the Friday, the club announced new academy manager as Lee Johnson, who joined us from Barnet. He's also got a wealth of experience as well. I think he was involved in the India national team setup at points, so very good resume there. And they also announced the appointment of Jordan Keogh as Academy Performance Analyst. Yeah, so good luck to Lee and Jordan. We look forward to seeing more of our youth coming through to the first team. We've had a glut recently, a real good conveyor belt, good quality, I think, of yeah, we have player coming through. We, so. Yeah, we have. And, you know, there's a few names who we've spoken about already in the lineups who I haven't heard of before on the bench and, and starting. So it'd be interesting to see how, how we get on. So, yeah, yeah, good point. So Saturday, the 24th of July, another birthday. Happy 37th birthday to the one and only Ginger Pelé, 
Matt Howell. Hope you had a good day, Matt. Yeah, and congratulations to Dean Cox and the family as they welcome Arthur into the world. Yeah, lovely stuff. Well done, lovely Dean stuff, and yeah. family. So we had a game on the Saturday away at Maidenhead United, our fourth pre-season game, and the team lined up with vigour in goal. James Wood, Ogie Happy in the back. Midfield of Barnes, Kiprianu, Young, Prattley and Drinan Satoru making up the final two places. The bench had Sergeant Tanga, Clark, Sweeney, Eaton, Abirio and Papadopoulos. Yeah, that meant the recent signing Tom James starts. Marcus Barnes plays on a short-term contract and first-year scholar Zach Abirio uh, was named on the bench. Yeah, we took the lead in the fifth minute, a long throwing from James, which might be a weapon actually. Yeah, yeah, Found yeah. that it's been a while since we've seen someone with a decent throw, and I think Linger had had, had it, it, but, but it wasn't really used. Yeah. You've got to go back to like Nathan Clark yeah. uh, and Baldry yeah. you know, for, for that. So seven years ago. Could be a big weapon there. Happy yeah. flicked the ball on to Barnes, who five minutes into his debut hit crossbar. Really unlucky not to score, but the ball bounced back into the path of Prattley. Cooley volleyed it into the back of the net to make it 1 0. Yeah, superb technique from Prattley to finish that because he had to get his leg high and up and over, uh, but Barnes really should have scored that. Yeah, it was coming in very fast, but like you said, Prattley takes it well. Eyes always on the ball, good technique, good finish, 1-0. The only other thing to mention in the first half was Marcus Barnes getting a bad injury, so he came off for Josh Clark. I mean, what, that's a bummer, isn't it? It's on a short-term it, deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was quite a serious injury as well. So, good luck half-time, in your recovery yeah, there, mate. Half-time went in, 1-0 up. Yeah, second half kicked off, no subs for the O's. In the 61st minute, Aaron Drinham went down and hobbled off. He was replaced by Jeff de Tanga. Yeah, well well pronounced there, Mr Levy. Well, Maidenhead. I don't know that that's right, but that's my, <laughs> that's my take on that. Maidenhead yeah. equalised, 65th minute. This was a good goal, actually, as Aqua latched onto a cross. Good cross, actually. Lobbed, well, he didn't lob, he kind of... Lifted the ball fell it. onto his foot and he controlled it very well with one touch. Great finish past the stranded Vigoro, went it off, off the far post, made it 1-0. That's a really good goal, that. Good finish. I'd have been proud if that was us scoring that, you know. Yeah. Anthony Papadopoulos and Jaden Sweeney came on for Matt Young and Connor Wood in the 68th minute. Yeah, deciding moment in the match. It was in the 85th minute as the O's won the penalties. Jaden Sweeney uh, got himself into great position, wrestled to the floor, blatant penalty. No no doubt about that one. Upstep also to you whose spot kick beat the keeper, made it 2-1 to the O's, which is how the game finished. Good, another win, can't argue with that. Yeah. You know, more minutes in the tank. Good. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Tuesday the 27th of July, we move on then. Uh, 105 years ago, on this very day, Clapton Orient striker William Jonas lost his life in Delville Wood in the Battle of the Somme. Yeah, good. Never Historical forgotten. Historical point, absolutely never forgotten. So in the evening, there were two Orient 11 games in the field. One against Walthamstow FC, who were co-managed by XO John Mackey, and the other against Dulwich Hamlet. So let's start off then with the Orient team that played against Walthamstow. So there are going to be a few names in this one. Byrne, Pegram, Taiwa, Trialist, Agamang, Ojo, Trialist, 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 Davies, Smith, Kuazi substitutes Sizungu trialist trialist and we don't believe he's related but also a sub named Karoma it's an unusual name so I would be hard pressed to not believe that there is a connection somewhere. somebody tweeted the club and said come on is this Josh Mark 2 and they went we don't as far as we know there's no relation there 
Really? Apparently wow. so. Apparently okay. so. So, good take on the surnames as well there, mate. Walthamstow took the lead in the 20th minute, doubled their lead in the 65th, and the result was sealed by a penalty kick in the 70th minute as Walthamstow ran out 3-0 winners against a very, very young Orient side. Yeah, unlucky there, young O. So, the second match of the evening against Dulwich Hamlet. This time, the team lined up with Sergeant Kwachi, Soji, Eaton, Duncan, Clark and Pongo. Young Papadopoulos and Sweeney on the bench. We had Phillips, Iberio, Pegram, Sterek and Clements. Uh, there are some familiar names in the Dulwich Hamlet lineup too, with XO Charlie Granger and James Dayton, and also included ex league players Andre Blackman, Michael Timlin, and Kyle Reed. Kyle Reed was supposed to be the next big thing out of West Ham a couple, a couple years ago. Dulwich Hamlet in this one took the lead in the 64th minute through an AJ Harris Seeley free kick, but he was equalised thanks to a stunning strike from Iberio in the 77th minute. It's a great strike to be fair. Bit of drama, a bit of very late drama. 90th minute, Dutch Hamlet won a penalty. Obviously, this would have won them the game. Guy steps up, Sam Sargent makes a very good save and then saved the rebound yeah, as the game brilliant. finished one. Well done, Sam. He did very, very well there. There's one video in particular that shows that from behind the goal behind really, the goal. really well. Uh, and he did really, really well there. Well done, Sam Sargent. So, going back to what Brill said, you know, he's ready. Good competition for places, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it is. He's, he's going to have to... He's going to have to have one hell of a season to get Vigor out of that lineup. Yeah, or, absolutely. You know, it's going to, or it's going to have to be an injury, I think, to get Vigor out. So it happens. Yeah, f- uh, let's move on then. Wednesday, the 28th of July. Happy 28th birthday to our shirt sponsor, Harry Kane, and also to JE3 Foundation trustee, Kerry Edinburgh. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Harry Kane isn't listening to this, but Kerry might have, you know, more lines, long lines <laughs> of happy birthday to Kerry. Yeah. In the evening, the club announced there will be a virtual Q&A uh, on YouTube with new manager Kenny Jacket on Monday the 2nd of August I believe it's 6pm yep. so great to see the club doing another one of these Q&As it'd be good to hear more of Kenny's thoughts although the interviews so far with Dulcet they've been very good and insightful and with the club so dating your diaries as, as we stand you know less than 24 hours away Q&A Kenny Jacket Yep, so Thursday the 29th of July then, around midday, the club announced our eighth signing of the summer, a Scottish winger, Theo Archibald, joined us on loan for the season from Lincoln City. Yeah, Theo said, I think this will be a good platform for me to play more football than I did last season. I'm very pleased to get it done. It's been quite a quick turnaround. The season starts next week and I'm delighted to be here. There's a top manager in place and as you can see, that can really attract players. Once I spoke to Martin Ling and the other people here, I realised how well ran the club is. Which is really important. I think that's that's not something that really comes to the front very much uh, when players making decisions uh, on their career. Because uh, there's still a few dodgy owners out there and a few clubs that aren't really run that well. I mean, Swindon are now hopefully in good hands, but that was a, a club, in, uh, club in point. Kenny Jackett uh, spoke about uh, Theo as well. He said, he's an out-and-out left-footed left-winger. He can play on either side in our system moving forward. He's a very creative player who can go outside and play, which I like. Most importantly, he can deliver very good balls with that left foot. He will bring balance, directness and quality of service. And at 23, has his best years ahead of him. Um, he has good pedigree. I think this is one of the only signings I think you know where we can state quite categorically. He has come through the Celtic Academy. He's played a few games at international level in the under. Okay. Uh, in the unders. Um, yeah, I mean, look, until he plays in Kenny Jackett's team, in Kenny Jackett's system and formation... You're not going to know. He, of all of them, has the highest kind of pedigree, if you like, but he may turn out to be 
the worst of all three, for, or, 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 or not play as well as the others because maybe the system suits others, but you just don't know. So, you know, good to have someone of that pedigree uh, playing for us rather than against us because he did score that cracker against yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, he could be a big signing. Kenny has, has spoke about him really well. It's good that he can play on both sides as yeah. well. So he's not only, uh, you know, I think Kenny said he's a left winger, but that goal against us was from a right winger's right position. Wing, yeah. So being a left footer, he can do that coming Cuts in. in and yeah, so left, yeah. you know, it could be a big signing for us. A disappointing season last season at Lincoln, but Lincoln had a very good season and maybe just better players ahead of him. That's yeah. what you can say, really. But it seems like good could be good at League Two level. Could be the Brophy replacement, a few fans have been questioning about. So, yeah, lots of tweets. We'll mention one, Gorillas 1985. So let's hope he plays more minutes than last season's season-long loan. So I presume he was talking about um, the right-back who joined us from Norwich. Tom, Jordan Thomas. Jordan Thomas, who's gone to Barnet now yeah. on a full-time Signed, contract. Yeah. So, jokes aside, though, seems like a good acquisition. will probably start every week as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, we move on then to Friday the 30th of July. XO Joe Widdison signed a two-year contract with Barnet. Good luck, Joe. Joining former Orient colleague and our recent interviewee, Jamie Turley. Yeah, and as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, former O, Moses Odebadju signed a one-year deal at QPR, so we look forward to seeing him play in his home against us in early August. So let's move on into Saturday, the 31st of July, and the last pre-season game as we welcome Gillingham at home. So the team was announced as Vigaru, James, Happy, Beckles, Wood, Kiprianu, Clay, Prattley, Kemp, a trialist which got all kinds of tongues wagging around. And Satiru, on the bench we had Sergeant Ogie, Sweeney, Clark, Tanga, Young, Papadipolos and Archibald. Yeah, the O's took the lead in the 13th minute as a Dan Kemp corner was played to the back post. Dan Happy headed across the goal with the keeper in no man's land, Omar Beckles, superbly volleyed the ball into the back of the net on his debut to put the O's 1-0 up. I like it. And the thing I noticed about that is we... A lot of times last season, be rated a Dan Kemp corner because they just want getting past the first man. This yes. one's far at the back post, and you can see the benefit of that. So more, yeah. more corners like that, please, Mister Kemp. And very well taken goal by a centre back. Yeah, was finished really, really well. good. The good technique on that one, really good. The O's made it two 0 later in the half through a sublime passing move. I think there was over 20 passes in that one. Connor Wood eventually found Dan Kemp on the left wing and with some time and space, his ball to the back post was put in by a trialist, which we believe was Tyrese Amatoi, to double the Orient lead. Fantastic goal. I mean, there's no way we're going to do that justice um, on a podcast that we're rushing through, but very good goal. Anyone who's listening to this has probably already seen it. Um, And it's funny because in Beckles' post-match interview, he basically says Ty scored a good goal. (laughs) <laughs> like by a name right. do you know what I mean so <laughs> yeah. you let the cat out of the bag there but really good and that was the way the game stayed until half time as the O's went in 2-0 up there was one change at half time as Jaden Sweeney came off for Connor Wood who took a knock and there was another change in the 63rd minutes Fia Archibald came off his debut for Tyrese Amatoi yes um Sorry, I've lost where we are now. In the 80th minute, then Josh Thank Clark you. came on for Dan Kemp. The rest of the match was played out as the O's saw out the 2-0 result in the final match of pre-season. For me, got to be happy with that. Yeah. Beating a team from League One, clean sheet, your trial scores, your centre-back making his debut scores, look very comfortable, there's no injuries. Um, 
Yeah, really good to see. No complaints with that. I thought Kenny in his post match was quite honest. Really honest. Quite open. Yeah. Three of the strikers, so both Smiths and Rinnan, uh doubtful for next Saturday. Again, it wouldn't surprise me if one or two end up being in named squad. in the yeah. team. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also said that Cissé is talking to other club stroke clubs. So we'll see what happens with Cissé. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think obviously Beckles has had his preseason in the Concaf Gold Cup, so that's that's kind of him sorted. Um, I think also uh, crucially, you know, he's been quite honest. You know, Cissé has been a noticeable absence. I understand he's spoken to a club down south and also a club up north as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where where he ends up. I believe he joined us over Cheltenham when he originally signed for okay. us. I believe. Uh, kind of wish he'd have gone to Cheltenham now, but um, you know because it maybe still be there and we wouldn't be having this conversation. But you know it's not worked out, and like, good luck to him for when he does move Do on. You know what? It'll be disappointing because we were all so excited. Ah, oh, uh, we were all so excited, and we were you know I think he took home our player of the season um, two years ago when he only played about a handful of games. We were all yeah. excited. It's been a massive letdown, and yeah, when he goes, I don't. Unfortunately, it seems like a what. I don't think too many people will be upset when he goes. No, it, it, and it is a shame. All right, nobody really played well, had a great season last season, but he seemed to be kind of at the lower end of, um, at the lower end yeah. of, of of the sort of group in in total. We had a lot of tweets come in uh, after this game. Guy one, uh, guy incognito uh, said Beckles is so good. Yeah, it was, and you know, clean sheet and a goal can't get better than that. No. TXT Rev said, "What a breath of fresh air Kenny Jacket is." He's yeah, and Spartacus nineteen fifty seven said, "Have been a doubter, especially after going to Maidenhead last week. Thought we had no attack, but I must say, very impressed today, especially by the whole squad." Will I guess that's that's a great tweet that we have spoken about this uh, off air. Uh, at various points yeah. haven't seen any of the games so far but things seem to be going well the only question I have is and it's trivial but why is Kenny Jackie not wearing any of the club kit in his interviews does he have a long standing contract with Adidas great point we have noticed that as well Kenny Jackie loves Adidas doesn't wear any of the branded New Balance stuff he's his own man and he's wearing his Adidas top so Kenny come on mate get that orange badge what's going you. on Yeah, I presume he'll wear a suit for next Saturday in, in most of the games that I've seen him on TV, he's not a he's not a very like polo Traction. shirt guy. He's he's a suit and a tie. So I imagine next week we'll see him in his full full suit. Yeah. Okay. That's that's an interesting point though. We picked up on that as well. <laughs> Young O's were in action against a strong Romford side. Lost the game two one as Zetrabiro uh, kept up his fine form by scoring another goal. Yeah, unlucky young O's. That might be a name to watch out for in the season. So before we do positives and negatives, that kind of brings us up to current day. It's probably worth a chat um, with our hopes for the season. So new season, new era, new manager. Yeah. Lots of new players. I think we're all quite excited. Mr Levy, I mean, where do you think the O's are going to end up in the season? Well... It's diff- It's one of those where we've got a really new squad, so it's going to be one of those where you're going to shrug, shrug your shoulders and just hope we end up at the right end of the table. I think when you saw Kenny Jacket had signed for us that they pulled off that kind of managerial signing, you kind of were literally, we're going to get promoted. Mm. But now having seen some of the signings that we've made, I think it was a little bit of doubt in your mind that it's not the pedigree that we had last season, like the experience levels that we had, the Football League in particular experience uh, that we had and the goals that we had. You know, we've still lost 30 goals uh, up front and the signings that we've got now 
are unproven and untested and you don't know that you're necessarily going to get that. Could be completely and utterly wrong and we have two Orient players going for the Golden <laughs> Boot this next season. Yeah. It's one of those where you, you, it could be a multitude of different options where we just finished mid-table and we put it down to the fact that it was a settling in season because there's new players, mass turnover, all of these excuses or reasons, if you like. But, you know, for me, I think... First off, when Kenny signed, I was top three. Yeah. Now I've probably relaxed my expectations <laughs> to between sort of eighth and twelfth, maybe seventh. We might nick it if everything clicks and things come good. Okay. You? I think when Kenny signed, I think we were all like, this is it. This is the one. I think some of the signings, I mean, none of the signings, are, apart from Prattley, who was the first, and maybe that's yeah. the detriment of all the others, because Prattley comes in and you're like, wow, who's coming first in one, next? Yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with, but at the same time, there's not many other League mm. Two clubs, and I've not been following many of the other League Two clubs, so I can't speak with an in-depth knowledge that other people may have, but Salford certainly don't appear to be making the number of signings or the profile of signings they were making last summer. Bradford don't seem to be making... I mean, Bradford signed Leandro, so that probably tells you all you need to know They've so far. They've made a couple, but I think it's Port Vowles and your Mansfields that have gone yeah. out, and your Walsalls. Yeah, Mansfield possibly might be, but for me, I'd say anything... It's a tough one because I don't think we're going to see anywhere near the consistency or the start until the end of September. So, you know, we could lose our first three games and be sitting again. This is going to be a disaster. But, Win the next but by Christmas, could be flying. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a really interesting season. Like, I think if I was sitting here and this was a Ross Embleton squad, I'd be going mid-table, maybe a push for a playoff. I think I'm sitting here, I'm looking at Kenny Jacket and looking at his mannerisms and his previous records, thinking... I think we've got a shot, here, a shot here of top seven. Because I think if we have a bit of a dodgy start to the season, I think the board will put money in their pockets and maybe get one or two more in, a higher profile. Because they've obviously gone for a, a squad of getting 20-somethings in and not going for the older, more expensive player. They're obviously yeah. looking and going, right, we want players with experience who are around early 20s, mid-20s, who have maybe not had their shot yet and yeah. something to prove and can we get the best out of them so I think it's going to be a very interesting season I, I think it's going to be a difficult start I don't expect us to win our first five games and be up there I think it's going to be we're going to, we're going to lose a few we'll draw a few we'll win a few we'll hover around mid-table I'd expect a real push to come around November December when the games start coming in thick and fast that's when I would expect mm. us to start doing well but I'm excited you know like we said you've got players who on paper or through their interviews had given really good talks they're saying Jackets attracted them and maybe under an Embleton or a Joby we wouldn't have been able to attract that type of player you know defensively it would look really good Vigaru we know how sound he is in goal Connor Woods I think we probably want that excitement he signed looks alright actually looks good yeah. James on the right back looks good yeah. centre back of Beckles looks good happy hopefully this season happy comes good now disappointing yeah. last season I think we all know that happy's looked really good so far so that's our back five solid well, Adam sorted really no Adam Thompson Hasn't had a pre-season yet. You would imagine Thompson will be... Bench. You imagine when he's fit, he'll be challenging happy. I would imagine there. Or Beckles. Possibly. So that's three good centre-backs. Centre-mid, you've got Clay. Or does he change it up and go three three at the back? Possibly. He's got options now, hasn't he? He's got Clay. Three, four, three. Kiprianu, Prattley. Kiprianu's had a very, very good pre-season. Clay, if his head's in the game, hopefully we'll have a good season. Prattley, we know Prattley's quality. So looking good on that one. And then up top, you've got you know, the two Smiths, Archibald, Satiriu, the trialist from yesterday, who looked all right when he came on. I still think there might be another striker to come in, Drinnen. 
And again, until they're all fit, you don't know who Kenny's going to play and where. So it's a really hard one to call. But I'm really excited. I think we're all optimistic. I think Kenny has bought that, and I think we've got to say well done to the board for getting that yeah. done and over the line. So it'd be really, really interesting. So exciting for us. We ran a Twitter poll, and it turns out everyone's just excited as us. We had <laughs> over 310 votes in just seven hours. So it's quite a late poll. So decent numbers there. Yeah. Um, only one percent thought we'd finish between 18th and 24th, and I think that's one account who hasn't been too happy with the pre-season we've had so far. That trolley type account. I think it's that trolley type account. So 1% with that. We had 15%. I think we'd finish between 8th and 17th. We had 30% thinking we'd finish in the top three. So a very optimistic bunch feeling back. But the overall view, 54% of that was thinking that we would finish somewhere in the playoffs. playoffs. I think that's where I am around now. We could be a surprise package, but other teams might be looking around going... Or later on in Kenny Jacket made a few decent signings in there, could be up there. So mm. it's interesting, but it's some big teams, isn't there? You know, Bradford under um, Derek, Derek Adams, Adams, Salford, Mansford made some really good signings. Forest Port Green Val, Rovers will be Forest up there. Green. Port Vale talking the talk. Um, Mark Cooper's gone to Barrow, he could pull a rabbit out of the hat. They could be a surprise package. Yeah, Again, but be. I'm not seeing any of them, or the Carlisles, or the Oldhams, or the Rochdales pulling out masses of signings either. And no. I just don't think it's like that. This season, I think, as the board have said in the past, you know, there's not a lot of checkbooks being thrown around here. There's going to be a lot of players who won't have clubs and probably clubs operating with smaller, uh, smaller uh, yeah. squad sizes as well. Rather than having 20, 24, they might just have 18 or 19 with probably littering of, of loan signings. Yeah, and you'd imagine, you know, imagine Swindon would have been up there had they been run well. You know, yeah. they probably won't bounce back up. Bristol Rovers... Ben, ben Chorley is their director of football. Yeah, Bristol Rovers, who'd expect to be up there. I'm not sure Joe Barton's going to be in the job too much longer if he keeps smacking his ladies around. Well, so, allegedly. Allegedly. So, allegedly. We don't want any legal repercussions, <laughs> so we'll say allegedly. So, interesting, interesting. All right, so Mr Leavening, any players that you're excited by the signings or any players who exist in the squad who, who you expect big things well, from? When we, before we started recording this, I think it was very much... Um, we're littered now with players that we don't really know about. But then you're talking about the Happies, the Vigaroos, the Prattleys, the Kemps. Uh, we, you know, we, we've got a splattering of these these quality signings. You know, like you said, if Craig Clay ups his game and has a good season in a better system that suited Hector Kiprianu's done really well through pre-season. Yeah. So it's hard to pinpoint one, but I think if Kenny's got the right players in and they click, I think we could be very, very exciting this season. Whether that happens or not, obviously we don't know, and we won't really know really until sort of January, February, and what new signings might come in in the January transfer window. Who gets injured, who stays fit, yeah. um, who goes out on loan, who doesn't. So I think I think there could be, you know, I'd like to see Hector do well, I'd like to see Dan Kemp do well. Um, you know, we've got Theo Archibald as well. Depending on the system that Kenny's going to play, as to what's going to happen, it's going to be a big season for for Ruel as well. You know, he, he it was a big fuss made Stumbled. about signing a new contract last season. Stumbled last season, right? Didn't show his good form last season, so it's going to be big for him. Otherwise, he could find himself yeah. moving on, uh, contract or not, in contract or not. I know he's got two years, but he could go out on loan to a national league club. And if he really wants to push on in his career, he's got to get his head down. Um, and show what he's all about this season and take the opportunities that he gets. Um, yeah, so, and again, at the back, we look really solid with Happy and Beckles. 
with uh, Lawrence Vigarou, like the spine of our the spine of our side, arguably is probably really quite strong. It's just who fits in around them. Yeah, I didn't mention Dan Kemp at all when I was talking about the squad. Dan Kemp's a great shot. Had a really good season, or half probably season. Arguably one of the only players that had when he a good came season. to us. Yeah, yeah. and if you, if you can put Prattley behind him, giving him support, support to work yeah. with, and then you know, again, I'm not seeing Smith or Drinnen or the other Smith or Archibald play, you know, if they if he can fit in around them and thread those little balls in behind them, then he could be a massive player. So, yeah, very exciting. For me, I think I've just, I said it before, really, when I was talking about, like, the teams, I think Vigor is massive. This is, I think this is a make-or-break season for Happy to really push on. If he is going to get into the championship and, and have the kind of career that we expect him to, this is a big season for him. Beckles looks great. I think you, you nailed Satoru there. Hex has had a good pre-season. Hopefully, yeah. he can push on now because when he broke into the team last season it was a bit disappointing I think once once he got back in back into the team um, Archibald looks like he's got decent quality Smith from QPR looked very exciting when he was there so yeah I'm really I'm looking forward to seeing some of, the, some of these players so yeah, same. we asked you what you were feeling about the season how excited you were ironically the first tweet came in from a Swansea account from at Chip Prob who said King Kenny is getting you promoted Hashtag top three. I love it when we get tweeted by other fan accounts. I love it as well. I think it's a really good thing. (laughs) Dan Orton 2590 said, I'll be optimistic and say the playoffs, but but if it takes two years under jacket to go up, then so be it. Yeah, absolutely. Liam, NUFC 98 says, I honestly think this is the season or it go up. And as for Kenny Jacket, he's pretty much an expert when it comes to promotion. Chris Kane underscore 1992 said, I'd be happy with promotion. Looked very good yesterday against Gillingham. Prattley will be massive, comfortable on the ball and good at breaking up play. Kenny Jacket knows football, so can adjust as where he needs to in order to be successful. Another forward to cover injuries may be needed and also... Very good placement of Kenny in front of a sign that says about the promised land, talking about the uh, picture that you used in that tweet. Kenny oh, Jackett right, sat yes. in the south yeah. stand with promised land, uh, behind, promised land yeah. behind him. Uh, definitely a long-term appointment, it seems. Yeah, good tweet there. Chris, I look forward to seeing you in the south stand. Absolutely. Steve. Len M4, the style of football impacted their playoff push massively last year, but Kenny has already rectified that by the looks of it. That has to be the minimum this season. I do think we need some extra squad depth for our bench though, especially in the midfield. Orient Liam said, barring any injury crisis, I think failing to be in the top seven would be a bad season. The expectations should be set there. Thin squad compared to last year, but the players in it definitely have the quality to finish in the top three and in Kenny we trust. Joe Pavitt, 0-0, said, yes, I think we can get promoted, but we will make the top seven at the bare minimum. I have a feeling Smith will be very important, as will James. Kemp also has a big part to play, will certainly be his season. Kenny mostly excites me because he has had a lot of success and is a huge grab for League 2 level, not to mention how we've played in pre-season. Went on to finish by saying, I personally think we could do with one out and out striker. I did like the look of the trialist. Injury problems up top already means we could do with a loan. Paul underscore LT2P said, I think we'll grow into the season. Players not had too many minutes together, especially the forwards. We will need to be lucky with injuries, but I think we can add to the squad. Two real leaders in Prattley and Beckles look really good for this division. Minimum top seven. I have to say, there's a lot of right about that tweet there's a lot of really really good points like you said we're not necessarily going to hit the ground running it might take us time to get going but I think if we can get going in the right way I think he's. I think that's a really good tweet from Paul I think I th- that sums it up really nicely yeah, I think he's hitting the nail on the head Salford's going to be a tough yeah. a tough game and if we lose 2-1 I, 
there's going to be an outpouring of negativity, but you just got to just go look. That's one game. One game out of forty six. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. Lawton Gam said, "Yes, we are definitely contenders. <laughs> Our manager is a class above, and we've signed some players who should really be in League One. That's a good point. There are some players who shouldn't be at League Two level. Squad depth and scoring goals look slightly concerning now, but we still have time in the window. Worryingly positive." Worryingly, don't worry about it, you'll be alright. Stephen Orient said, KJ is calm, not phased it appears with injuries we have. That gives me confidence, he's not going to hide behind excuses. I think the squad needs more depth, maybe KJ. Need, uh, maybe Kenny Jackett's keeping a couple of places in the squad to use in January or even later this month, in case any aren't up to it in the league. And of course, you know, he's got till the end of August to still bring more He has, in. and he said that before, yeah. Richie J. Bourne said, happy with the signings, although an experienced centre forward would be a good move. Kipriano and Clay, great at what they do, but we lack a scoring threat from them. Boatsy said, I'm really happy with the defensive and midfield additions as we look solid with some quality signings in Prattley and Beckles. However, with players injured up front, I am concerned that we won't have enough firepower to score these vital goals that only strikers can score. Ville underscore Lee says, happy with the signing so far. With an added striker like Tyrese on Matoyi and a creative midfielder, I believe we can finish in the top three, especially after seeing how well we played yesterday. John Crab 3 said, promotion is a definite possibility. That's the ultimate goal. Kemp will be key. Beckles, I think, will be player of the season. Oh, that's an early shout. I just hope the uh, I just hope the strikers' injuries are nothing serious or reoccurring. May need a loanee otherwise. Yeah, Dave K. Smith, double seven seven. So promotion could be achieved if the squad is strengthened. Plays to influence and inspire others are Thompson, Beckles and Prattley. Kenny knows what he's doing. Personally, I would expect a striker and possibly a midfield player to be added to the squad. Les LK52 said, I see our squad as a tight defensive unit, not conceding many goals, but... Having lost 30-plus goals in DJ and CW, not sure where the goals are coming from. Our three strikers signed between them seem to be very modest scorers, and this is a real concern. It's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, good point there. Paul Ravens, 39. So slightly concerned that we only have three senior central midfielders, Prattley, Clay and Kiprianu, and still Finn up front. I think we have a really solid 15 or 60 players, but an injury crisis would obliterate the squad. We still need three or four, I would say. That's a good comment as well. It really would. It would ravage us. I mean, we're three out already. I mean, all right, maybe Kenny's playing it down a bit so it doesn't give Salford too much of an insight as to what's going on. But if you take a hit on three strikers, all right, arguably you change the formation and go one up top. But like, are you going to put all your eggs into yeah. Ruel Satoru? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of pressure for him as well. Frank Beaver said, I think we're definitely capable of getting promoted. It's a tough league and will be a long season. Would love to get automatics as wouldn't be able to take another Wembley heartbreak. I think the attack-minded fullbacks and Prattley's ability to drop into defence and also probably argue Clay Cage drop into defence as well uh, will be key to how we play. Look forward to seeing DH slash OB form. That's Dan Happy and Omar Beckles' form, their partnership at their back. Uh, Kemp will also be key. Kenny Jackett's proven track record along with his desire to play high-pressing attacking football I think we've recruited excellently and could do with an out-and-out striker. Good tweet there. Molly Folly 2019 says, KJ is pure gold at this level. Not only will we finish in the top three, but we will score plenty of goals and play attractive, entertaining football. He has the budget to add to the squad when the right player is available, and he will also give talented youngsters a chance. Promotion. So when we go Route 1 and we <laughs> see your tweets, Darren, uh, saying, why are we going Route 1? We can play... 
will remind you of that. Wilco 300 said, creating chances looks a real issue. Can't say I'm confident going into the season, but we do look solid. Got a feeling we may have to watch a lot of 1-0s over the season. I'll take a 1-0. I don't mind that. We might get bored of it and moan about it, but I will take it all day long. Couldn't agree with you more, my love. And the final (laughs) word in this week's podcast goes to Chef Kemp1, who says, Kenny makes his teams hardworking and tough to beat. He brings passion and authority to his teams. Wood, Kipriano and Smith all look promising for this season, and I'm hoping for a top five finish. Like last season, a decent cup run would be preferable. So thank you to everyone who sent in mm. tweets. They're all tweets taken from today as we asked the question. So thanks to everyone for tweeting us. And as always, you can tweet us any time of day that you like, post-match, pre-match, anytime at Orient Outlook on Twitter. We are also on Instagram, Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. We are also on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. Uh, and you can also email us at Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. So before we round up the podcast, we have a big game coming up on we Saturday. Do. Probably time to finish and go through our starting lineups for Salford. So I, we'll do it as we normally do it. Well, we'll go like... I think we're back five, like we said before we start recording. I think back five, and as you mentioned earlier, I think we're pretty much agreed on. I don't okay. know enough, because I've not watched any of the pre-season games. I don't really know enough about what I mean he's tried different systems from judging by what we've spoken about. So it's gonna be a real tough one and I think that Salford will probably be guessing as well. Yeah. Um as we are so as we are right now. But I think the back five I think as you said earlier with Vigaru, Wood, James, Beckles and Happy, I think that's that's yeah. probably gonna be the start. I don't think Adam Thompson is gonna see as much game time as what some people might think because I don't think a left unless he's gonna go Three at the back at some point. Three, Two four, wing backs. three, for example, with the wing backs, yeah, um, or three, five, two, something like that. Um, I, th- I think Adam Thompson, who through no fault of his only got injured, yeah, he's not had his preseason. I think you're going to be hard pressed to remove Beckles. I think you'll be hard pressed unless they're out of form. I think you'll be hard pressed to remove Happy. So I think that's pretty. Okay, I would Salford. I would put money on that okay. for Salford. Now, does he then play a holding two with oh. Prattley and Kiprianu? Or does he go with a three and add clay into that? I think, I think that's what he'll do. Right. I think that based on pre-season so far, I think we'll see Prattley, Kiprianu and Clay in that three, okay. which leaves you with three spaces up top. One on the yeah. left, one on the right, one in the middle. So, so I would imagine... It, so if the three strikers are genuinely un, out of contention for it, then it's going to be Satoru by default. In the middle. In the middle. Kemp on one side question mark on who the other one's going You'd to be. You'd imagine it'd be Archibald or the trialist from yesterday. I don't think he's going to put a trialist. Or by that point, he might he may sign a deal. But I, I imagine it'll be Archibald. I think I think we'll see Kemp, Satiru and Archibald. But who would be, if, if those two are not available, for whatever reason, this trialist doesn't sign and Archibald gets a knock in training, let's just say for argument's sake, who would who else is there to Nkrumah. take that spot? So Nkrumah... Has had a good pre-season and hasn't featured, didn't feature yesterday at all. Right. So I'm not sure why he wasn't mentioned as being injured. So I think Nkrumah might be, um, might be an ace up his sleeve somewhere. Okay. Uh, as it stands, but yeah, I would expect it to be Archibald Kemp and Satoru up front uh, on Saturday. Right. But I would not be surprised if Smith, Smith or Drinan, <laughs> two out of the three. I want to call him Smythe just so that you Smythe. know the difference. Okay. Talking it about would, the it wouldn't surprise me if if two out of those three. Yeah. Name on the bench as yeah. they pass a late fitness test. 
Yeah. In speech marks, yeah. As we would okay. say. Oh, Maybe so. 80 minutes, come on, get the last 10, 12 minutes out of a game. Or Possibly. 15. Possibly, or they might, they might, they, yeah. We'll see. I guess it depends how the game's going. But it's going to be a tough game, but I think it's very important that we don't overreact if the result doesn't go yeah. our way. So it's 71 minutes in. Let's wrap up this bad boy. We have our positives and negatives as always, do you want to do the positives this week, Mr. Yeah, Lee? I'll go and do the I'll do the positives this week then. So I think it's fair to say we've had a good preseason so far. Lots of players yeah, getting the minutes under their belts. Defensively, we're looking pretty solid, uh, based on yesterday's game and a couple of others. Uh, and I think generally the fan positivity are at levels that we've not experienced in a while. So it's really, really good. And really everyone, I'm looking forward to the season, seeing how it goes. And I think the thing is, it's just because we've now had such a turnover of players, no one actually knows these players. And no one yeah. can form judgments based on Larset, barring Clay and Vigoru and Happy and Kem and Satori. No, but... Um, Barring a handful of them, you can't really judge. Yeah, so tough, you, isn't it? you've got to, you can't do anything else but wait and see what happens. Yeah, but good points, well made. So we've got two negatives this week. Uh, you probably expect both, really. First of all, is you know a lot of fans, few fans, underwhelmed by the signings, what they've seen, and you know that's absolutely fair enough. The second negative, <laughs> the injuries to the forward three that we spoke about constantly on this evening's podcast of Julian. Smith and Smythe, so two <laughs> negatives. So it's time for the Carol Langley florist hero of pre-season, I think we'll call it. So our Carol Langley florist hero of pre-season is... Kenny Jacket. Yeah, well, we'll give it to Kenny, Kenny Jacket. First of the season. Absolutely, hopefully there's many more. So next week's fixtures in. So we've spoken about it. The time is almost upon us with the 2021-22 season fast approaching. Tough opening fixture as the O's travel to much fancied Salford City Saturday the 7th of August. Ironically, it's where last season ended yeah. because we got beat 3-0 yeah. there. Um, very different side from us, so fingers crossed for that one. I did like the fact in um, Kenny's post-match interview yesterday, Dave asked him about going to Salford and he said, well, we've got to go there. You've got to go there anyway. At so some point. Face it head on. It's not the first time we've played them first game of the season either. It's not, no. It was a one-all, wasn't it? In yeah. the uh, championship yeah. winning season as our own goal or Craig Clay um, back hill made it into the net. Yeah. So, won't be scared of that one and nope. hopefully will be very, very good day for us. Absolutely. So, sponsorship reminder, don't forget, for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads. LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. So that is it. I was about right with an hour 15. You were almost spot on, my love. So thanks for joining us for episode 250. Pre-season is now over. It is done. Kenny Jacket and the club have moved forward and a new era awaits at Leighton on it as we all look forward to and hope the 21-22 season is a successful one. We have the manager and a board who most fans feel will lead us in the right direction and hopefully at the end of April we'll all be celebrating together at the Starman or getting off yes. our faces. But whatever <laughs> happens, every minute on the pitch, every news story worth covering and every view we can possibly mention will get picked up here at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers as we look forward to another season of taking and talking to you through the weeks that were. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Please give us a a five-star rating we'd really appreciate that and also add your review there on whatever platform you get your podcast from and if you're listening on soundcloud spotify tune in and stitcher add us to your favorites and that way you'll have the podcast available as soon as we upload them we're also on all smart speakers and a new fan engagement app called fan hub get that download it it's brilliant uh, so listening to us has become even easier 
it certainly has. If you have an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum, or someone who's bought a season ticket for the first time and is about to get into Orient in a big way, if you think they'll like the podcast, grab their phone, grab their tablet, download it for them, and don't forget to pass the pod. So we'll be back with episode 251 as we start moving toward the big 300, believe it or not, next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.